0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. From the diamond, to the clubhouse, to the front office, this is the show that feeds the passion for all Twins fans. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. And good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer here at Target Field. I'm Corey Provis, Twins and the A's, wrapping up this four-game series and this four-game homestand with a day game coming up Uh, about an hour from now. Jose Barrios and Chris Bassett, two right-handers, will meet. As the twins look to split this four game series, twins won six four Thursday, A's winning Friday, Saturday, 7-1, 6-2 last night. Twins are sixty one and sixty eight. The A's, a potential playoff bound team at seventy-eight and fifty-two, should be fun here at Target Field today. We thank you for tuning in and our guest in our Sunday program, always great to catch up with the Twins' Chief Baseball Officer. We welcome back Derek Falby to the show. How are you?
1: Good to be here, Corey. Thank you. Great
0: to see you once again as we uh, kind of wrap up the month of August. And we'll get to this series and, and, and the team's performance here. Certainly at home, it's been a really good team here at Target Field yeah. throughout the year. But now, September roster expansion, Derek, that's in the minds of many. It's right around the corner. Uh, playoffs won't happen for AA or AAA. So are you are you more set on on who will join this Twins team come September as as opposed to last year when maybe playoffs were a part of it?
1: It's certainly a different conversation every year, uh, but I, I feel like we uh, will continue to work through those names over the next few days. Uh, the reality is we've had some injuries. You know, Even a Bobby Wilson injury of late does change some of those conversations, but uh, we want to make sure that when we're bringing players here, we have real opportunity for them to, to make an impact, to learn, to grow uh, at, at, with where we are right now. We want to be focused on who are the players that may be part of our future and, and give them real opportunity in September. And
0: I think the the look of it, too, is when guys joined in September, the Twins were making a playoff push. You were trying to find assets that would help this team reach that goal. The playoffs seem unlikely this time around. And so, are you looking at it more as let's bring up guys to evaluate, as opposed to just trying to find the right piece for September play?
1: I think it's a combination of, of evaluation and then uh, giving guys experience. I, I think when you look at young pitchers like Cole Stewart and Stephen Gonzalez, who are pitching for us now, you know, getting those early innings under their belt is is really important. Stephen had a you know, debut start, which was a tough day. Some some rain, you know, slow start not the day he wanted certainly last night was continued evolution and improvement in my opinion uh, I feel like you know a couple pitches go one way or another and you know he could have had a, a little bit of a deeper start so we feel like this is these are important days for young players who are part of our future to continue to grow and get the experience at the major league level so
0: results aside is the plan then for cole and, and steven to stay in the rotation and to get the ball every five maybe six days the rest of the way
1: Yeah, it's, it's part of the plan i think you just talked about it whether it's five or six days there there are different combinations of pitchers we want to make sure we see down the stretch here uh certainly are, are going to manage some innings for some other guys just those who've who've been worked quite a bit and want to make sure that we think about that moving forward. So I I feel like this is a a great opportunity to see some of our young players step up. I've been excited to see guys like Tyler Austin get exposure here and and be able to get his at-bats or uh, the the two guys we just talked about in the starting rotation, even some bullpen arms. So guys like Alan Boosnitz are going to be part of this. So we feel like uh, each of those guys getting more innings and more at-bats is only going to benefit them in the long run.
0: A lot of names that we have already discussed with this rotation and it is a six-man rotation likely come September?
1: It's certainly consideration. I think that uh, as we bring up different names and think about uh, using guys out of the bullpen, uh, you see it across baseball, just maybe getting a little bit deeper into bullpen games and things like that to, to get some exposure for more arms. So we'll we'll certainly consider all of those things. Paul and I are working through uh, roster considerations as we go. So I, I, I do anticipate having some flexibility in September.
0: Pros and cons to, to a six-man rotation no matter the time of the year?
1: Well, I think pros are clearly you get more exposure to more starters, right? If you can if you can give guys that experience and, and certainly get deeper into, into games with more pitchers, sometimes the best thing to do is begin with the end in mind, work from the end of the season. How many innings do you want to see some guys get up here? And and when we look at that and we work backwards we can pretty clearly see that sometimes it would benefit from a six man. In terms of cons, it's it's getting guys a little bit out of their traditional routine. Although, you know, I, I, I personally view that as as not a negative. There are plenty of players that come up here and have to pitch a little bit out of, out of routine, or you have an extra off day or a rain out or otherwise. I think exposing guys to a change in routine is a positive. So uh, that, that's really, in my mind, the only, the only difference.
0: Could we see the Twins with a guy or two go to an opener? At some point in September, is that up for conversation as well?
1: We're not ruling any of those things out. And I think, you know, the, the opener's gotten a lot of attention this year. Certainly, what Tampa has done uh, very successfully with the opener has, has been something that we're all paying attention to. Uh, we'd be, uh, we wouldn't be doing our jobs if we weren't paying attention to ways to improve our pitching staff. So, uh, you know, that may be something we consider uh, with the way we use our bullpens. It may be an opportunity to get a starter who uh, goes short and then have another guy come in right behind him who you're kind of pre planning for a few innings for that guy. So I think all of these are are part of the conversation. One of the interesting conversations we've had around the opener is that uh, 50% of minor league pitchers who come to the major leagues as as starters, guys who are predominantly starters in the minor leagues, 50% of those guys make their debut in the big leagues out of the bullpen. And I think that when you think about that, getting a guy in experience at the minor league level who then can transition to the major league level out of the bullpen is a real benefit for the long-term development of that young player. So uh, we're considering all things that help us continue to grow and develop these players into 2019.
0: I think of the Cardinals. A couple guys come to mind, whether it was Michael and yep. I think Carlos Martinez, and maybe even Trevor Rosenthal all debuted, correct me if I'm wrong, That's right. as bullpen arms years ago and then became established, certainly Waka and Martinez as established starters. One more thought of the opener before We take our first break. Prevalent, we're seeing it now in the minor leagues with the Twins. We're seeing it some at Double A and also Triple A the results, a lot of this, is, as you have discussed, is fact-finding. Sure. Have the results been positive, looking back at what's gone on, pitching-wise, double-A AA and triple-A?
1: Certainly. It, we've, you know, we've looked at it, we've tracked it, we've tried to compare as best we can to what it would have looked like otherwise. Uh, we've, we've seen a lot of success in this. At the end of the day, our job is to prevent runs. How do we best prevent runs? Well, we're using pitching staffs in a way that, that allows for that. Uh, there was a period of time in baseball where this idea of a closer was new, <laughs> and, and the idea that it guy would finish the game for one inning was different so i i think all of these things evolve over time the great thing about baseball in our game is the evolution every decade if you go back uh, decade over decade you see so much change and, and, and new ideas through baseball i think that's exciting the game's going to be different 20 years from now than it is today it was different 20 years ago than it is today and i'm excited about that
0: all right, will take our first break on our sunday program when we come back some injury news on Michael Pineda, Irvin Santana, Bobby Wilson. Also, we'll discuss more at the minor league level, how Byron Buxton is performing now that he's going to see some regular playing time with the Rochester Red Wings. Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. We'll take a break, come back, have more in a moment on your home for Twins Baseball.
1: Dave Lee, tomorrow at 6. Twins Baseball Now. News Talk 830-WCCO. You're
0: listening to the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Welcome back to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killiber Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Corey Provis back with Derek Falvey. Twins and the A's coming up at one pregame with Chris follows this program, and then we'll have Game 4, Barrios and Bassett. Back with Derek Falvey on our Sunday show, and let's uh, get some injury updates if we can. Michael Pineda back here for the time being and he had a setback but nothing with his elbow this is more knee related
1: yep Uh, so michael has continued to progress back nicely from his tommy john uh... his his shoulder feels good elbow feels good all of those uh... upper extremities are are working at this point he had a little bit of soreness in his knee after his last start Uh, really didn't think much of it initially thought it was just normal routine getting through this uh... when he threw his pen the soreness persisted a bit. We just wanted to, in in light of where he's at in his rehab, uh, not take any chances on that. Let's get him back here, get him evaluated by our doctors, get an MRI on it, and make sure that we're not missing something. Uh, he's, he's certainly somebody who we, we we're counting on next year, going into next year, and uh, he's on a good track from a rehab standpoint. So let's just stay ahead of this.
0: Does this... Does this take away September opportunities, or do you still view September as a chance for Michael to pitch here?
1: I think what we'll do is after we get the MRI and get a better sense over the next uh, 24 hours that we'll have a better idea as to how to answer that question. If there's anything going on in there, we're certainly going to make that the priority. If he's healthy and and in a good place, maybe just needed a couple of days down, uh, September's still in play.
0: Are you holding out hope that Irvin can pitch again this season?
1: You know, Irvin, hes he has been through a lot this year. It's—it's been, it's been a tough year. I, th- I think when we think back to this offseason, when we learned of, of the of the pain and what he was experiencing in his finger, and then went through the process that ultimately led to a surgery, uh, it's been a more challenging return. We all know that uh, surgical returns are, are there's there's no guarantees, you know, in life around any of these things. And I think he's experienced a, a less than ideal outcome to this point. Uh, we're just going to take this really in chunks of. Of of three to four day increments, see how he feels. He's going to get another checkup, make sure that he's in a good place with his original surgeon, and see if there's any other uh, ideas around how to how to impact uh, his his plan moving forward. But I know Irvin's continuing to to work out and put himself in a good place. He just wants to make sure that he's doing the. We want to make sure we're doing the right thing long term.
0: Any plans for Matt Belisle as uh, as you get near September and rosters can expand? Is Matt going to go out and throw anytime soon? Yeah,
1: Matt's in a he's in a good place. His you know knee feels better. He's he's feeling like He's moving in a good direction physically. He's been working on a few things in the in the bullpen here before he gets going out uh, to face hitters. We're a, another guy where we're taking this more in a. In a- five-day look. Uh, he's thrown a he's thrown a bullpen, he's thrown a little bit of a live BP, trying to get a sense for where everything feels and how he responds in subsequent days. He may go out at the end of the year or uh, maybe somebody who we just activate sometime in September and, and, and see how it plays moving forward.
0: Did Bobby Wilson's ankle injury, did that come out as a grade one, grade two, and is September one likely for him?
1: We we're fortunate uh, and Bobby's certainly fortunate, not as severe as maybe it looked initially when he, when he rolled it. Uh, the x-rays immediately post-game were, were, were clear and negative negative any fracture, so that's step one. Then you need the MRI to make sure there's no tendon or ligament damage. Fortunately, that cleared. So he's already moving around, you know, walking on it, putting pressure on it in, in the clubhouse. Uh, the more I think he gets it moving, more swelling gets out. So uh, just one of your typical ankle sprains, fortunately, and hopefully that leads to a 10- to 14-day period from the time uh, of the injury for his return.
0: With Bobby's injury, we finally got the see Dio catch last yeah. night. We've seen a
1: pitch and play yeah. the infield, the outfield, uh, How do he look to you behind the plate, Lester? I, th- I thought he looked good. You know, we talked to Joel Skinner and, and Stu Clyburn and the group down there about what he's done this year with pitchers. He's caught Steven Gonzalez a little bit this year down in AAA, so that was a that was a good pairing for him. You know, he's a good defensive catcher. He works at it. Uh, I think he's continuing to get to learn uh, these major league pitchers. But I got a chance to see him in spring training. Thought the defensive skills were there. Uh, certainly, he's still uh, he's still the same offensive player. So we feel like he's a versatile guy on our roster, and uh, we were intending likely to call him up and. September, so this just this accelerated that pattern. But uh, we're happy to have him here.
0: He wasn't catching as much, right? As he as he wrapped up this latest stint, I guess maybe yep. his catching reps went up a little bit. But going back to when he joined the team, Derek in June. He backed off his catching. Well, why was that done? Versatility or other guys
1: were on that Rochester team at the time. Combination of both. I, I think when you the versatility, as we all know, is really valuable at the major league level. Now a guy who can catch, maybe play some play some uh, corner infield, and then even go to the outfield. You know that lengthens your your bench, and especially with we've been going eight relievers for the bulk of the year. Having somebody who can bounce around like that is is a benefit. Uh, we got Juan Gratterall, who's got real experience as a as a catcher. So we had more uh, more catching depth in AAA. wanted to make sure we kept all of those guys fresh and available. So we ended up catching a little bit less, but uh, certainly we've gotten some reps back in his uh, his mix.
0: Cameron Rupp, too. He was with Rochester briefly, too. Former catcher with the Phillies. We'll take a break. Come back. Some discussion on Byron Buxton. Is he going to come up in September? More with Derek next on your home for Twins Baseball.
1: Chad Hartman. Tomorrow at noon.
0: Twins Baseball Now. News Talk 830 WCCO. Welcome back to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killabrew Root Beer. It's made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Back with Derek Falvey. I'm Corey Provost. Twins and the A's coming up at 110. Jose Barrios and Chris Bassett. Byron Buxton is back healthy, and he's back to playing almost daily now. He went through kind of a stretch recently, Derek. He'd play one, sit one, play again, but now in a stretch of playing, I believe, three straight days is it a given that uh, that he'll be back up
1: here in September or is there more to it than that so with byron and this has been true through through the course of the year <laughs> we've tr- we focus first and foremost on health we know that when byron buxton's fully healthy and where he needs to be he can continue to grow and develop as a player and be an impact major league player. That's what we want. Now, ultimately, he has not played every day throughout through a long stretch of time here in in AAA. That wrist injury that he dealt with, we wanted to be very careful in terms of timing uh, around that. I mean, I think there's a there's certainly a merit component to to any player playing here at the major league level. There's an opportunity component as to at bats that are available to us, but also there's there's a health component. You know, we want to make sure that all of those things are aligned so that when we give him at bats and when we get him right, I'm focused on. Byron Long-term, less on his short-term, and I want to make sure that we keep that in mind. So
0: part of it could be just hey, it's been a it's been a tough year. Some of it induced by performance, but much of it due to injury. Just to say, physically shut her down and let's reset. For spring training we'll, 2019,
1: we'll certainly look at that over the the remaining days in AAA. This is his first three day in a row uh, plan in terms of playing, so that you know that's in another step in that direction to learn more about where he's at. So we'll just we'll take that. We're going to take it day to day, and we continue to have conversations about the AAA roster. Their season doesn't end until September 3rd, so we'll learn a little bit more and 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 then make decisions as we go.
0: I know it's not fair to pin this on just one guy, but I, I think back to to the trade deadline last year, and he was out with the migraines and the Twins had that rough West Coast road trip. They didn't play well. He was out. He hasn't been here much of 2018 and the team has struggled. Is it coincidence or is there something to it that his performance, his presence means so much to this team day in and day out regardless if he's batting 170 or 250 they're just not as good of a team without him part of it. Well,
1: I, I think, you know, as you said, I, I never want to pin anything on one player but it, it would be naive of, naive of us not to think that what Byron was for us in the second half last year what, you know, Miguel was in collective in terms of what he added last year and some of his struggles at this point. We just talked about Irvin Santana and some of what he went through and then there's been a few others. Losing Jason Castro or not having Jorge Polanco for half the season. We've had some underperformance and some injuries and some things that haven't gone our way. No one in there is using those as excuses but for us to be the team that we we want to be uh, and ultimately think we can be that group has to collectively put themselves in a good position to impact us and uh, byron has certainly had a, a difficult year and we feel for him on that front and we'll continue to work toward 2019 being what we think it, it should have been for him this year
0: uh, we'll take our last break come back have a few final minutes left with Derek falvey inside twins concludes next on your home for twins baseball This is Jordana Green, 3 to 6 on CCO, and you're listening to Twins Baseball. Welcome back. Final few minutes of Inside Twins brought to you by Killabrew Root Beer made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Corey Provis back with, with Derek Falvey. And, Derek, thinking about this, coming to the ballpark today, knowing that you were going to be on the show, uh, the offseason, and, and everybody... It was universal. It seemed like in in the month of March, after all the moves were made, you know, find a national writer or any kind of show on MLB Network, ESPN, all the the players that the Twins brought in via free agency and then trading for Odorizzi and not spending an insane amount of money to do it, not locking up guys for four- or five-year deals. It was a very popular way to go about business entering 2018. Now you reflect back, and you can say, all right, Did it all work out? Did we bring in too many personalities into a winning clubhouse at the same time based on last year's success? As a front office, you and Thad Mm -hmm. and others – what do you take away from that experience this past off season and maybe do it again or do differently come 2019?
1: It's a great question. We're, we're always thinking about if we haven't learned from our past experiences, we're not doing our jobs. And I'm always looking at that and talking with our group. I do still feel like uh, the reality is we, we added a lot of talent to a team that had built a, a good run last year. We had a great second half, I think. We, I remember talking to you about this, uh, a top two offense you know in baseball in the second half of last year. Uh, we added a little bit to that. Our pitching got better. We felt good about that I, I think uh, we all we all point to culture we know it's important it's a big part of what we do in there uh, at the end of the day I think some you know some things just didn't go our way early on and it created some challenges for us you know we, we talked a little bit about some injuries we talked a little bit about underperformance we're going to get to this offseason and dissect everything we did this year what can we learn from it what was what was our underperformance relative to injury what was our underperformance relative to underperformance you know for players and what was our culture and how, how did it come together and uh, we we will. Our commitment is to make sure that we uh, focus on that and think about ways to get better for 2019 and beyond.
0: I have about a minute left in our show. Silver lining from all this is the, the farm system got better, didn't mm-hmm. it? With all the with all the players that are no longer here, but what you got back, Twins by some accounts have a top 10 farm system again.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like. We talk about sustainability and winning, and in order to, to sustain a winning culture long term, uh, you have to have waves of talent, and, and we feel we have a wave at the upper level those upper level of the minor leagues right now. We have some young, talented players that we've just been talking about here at the major league level. We have some at the lower levels as well. Uh, we're fortunate, after some of those trades, to bring back 11 minor leaguers who add to that stable uh, of, of talent. So we feel like we're, we're setting ourselves up well for the future. We recognize that that's a, some of those guys are a few years down the line, but... We need to set up our minor league system because scouting and player development are the lifeblood of a a long-term sustainable winner.
0: That's a great way to end. Derek, thanks for your time today. Thanks for having me. We thank Derek Falvey for his insight here on our Sunday program. We are just getting started. Do not go anywhere. We have more to come. Twins and the A's coming up. Final game of this four-game series. Barrios and Bassett. Stick around. Chris has today's Edina Realty pregame show coming up next on your home for Twins Baseball. been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Made in Minnesota, it's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.